It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered. And we are coming to you live from the beautiful Sportsbook mm. at Parks Casino. It's going to be a wild night here at the Sportsbook, Elliot Shore Parks. A lot of action tonight to get into here at the beautiful Parks well, Sportsbook. Today begins the day the Sixers run to the finals. Oh, buddy. Yesterday was the end of the Philly season. <laughs> and I don't even know if the Flyers are still playing. So that's the current state of affairs for the other three teams uh, currently. Yeah, look, we'll get into the Sixers, obviously. Sixers playoffs start tonight. If you want to call in about that, we're happy to take your calls, and we'll get into it. But also, it is Gobert's radio. Yes. People might not know that about this show. The big thing coming up. Yeah, you know, you, know, you might have heard the Open, Gobert's. Yeah. That's our thing. Uh, and look, we are less than two weeks away it's from the insane. NFL draft. It, it like snuck up on us, yeah. Elliot Shore Parks. Joe Giglio was texting me earlier in the week, and he's like, oh, you know, the, the draft's like two weeks from today. And I'm like, that can't possibly be right. And I look, and it is two weeks. Think about this. Two weeks from today, we'll know what the Eagles did in the first, second, and third round. It's like the bulk of the draft. The bulk of the draft will be over. Yeah, like four picks. Four picks yeah, we've made. Four huge picks, too. Massive. Like, there will be four players who – theoretically will be part of the core of the Eagles for the next five years well, they better or so. Be. Right. Yeah. And, and we have no idea who they are. And they're going to be guys we root for. And yep. I always think that's such a fun part of the draft is the idea, you know, especially as people who are so obsessed with this team and follow it so closely and obviously for our jobs. But but it's Eagles fans. You know, we're so obsessive about our team. We all know it's the, the most important team in the city. It's yeah. the thing that we care about the most. It's always such an interesting thing to me that, you know, you go into this draft and, and after it you have these guys who are like, your guys now. Like, well, there are guys, you know. We, we joked about this after they traded uh, the last quarterback, Carson Wentz, but how often we talked and thought about Carson. Yes. A big part of, how many times did we say what, his name? What like big, thousands yeah. and thousands. What a big part of our life he became. Yeah. That's what's going to happen next week with these guys that they draft. At 15, at 18, we'll be spending five, six years talking about these guys, whether they pan or out longer, or not. Or longer, potentially, well, if yeah, they exactly. do pan out, you know. And I think on that note, when you go into this draft and you think about the pressure that's on Howie. Like, I hesitate to say it's the biggest draft of his career. People get sensitive <laughs> saying those type of things. But it's a massive draft. Yes. I mean, it really is. I know he traded away one of his picks, but when you look at what they did last year, I think last year's season kind of saved them from the abyss. Like, once when they went 4-12 and 12 
and they fired Doug, moved on from Carson. Things could have really like sloped down. They could have become the Jaguars. It could have so gotten to speak. really yes. bad, right? Even when they yes. were one and four or whatever they fell out to yep. this past season. Two and five at a they, certain point. They so saved the ship last year, right? Like they kept it afloat. This draft is about saving it again, right? Like this draft is about making sure what happened last year doesn't just completely fall by the wayside. And with two weeks to go, I'm here to tell you, the only way to do that is to focus on offense in the uh, first round uh. of the draft. We've <laughs> talked about it throughout the offseason. We spent time on this pod, on the radio show, saying they need to get this receiver. They need, like, yes, when I look at what, how the draft is shaping up, number one, and, of course, I think we'll both start this by saying, they need to take the best player. Best players. Like, you yes. need guys who are, to our point we just made, you need guys who are going to be yes. a part of this core for a while. Let's get that boring caveat out the way. Right? <laughs> we all agree they should draft the best player. We all agree with that. But in a world where things fall kind of how they look like they're going to, at 15 and 18, there's a really good chance the best player on the board at both of those picks are receivers. And I am okay. I don't care that they used two, uh, two first-round picks on receivers these last two years. I'd be perfectly okay if they did, like, 15 Jamison Williams, 18 George Pickett. Oh, buddy! 15 uh, Chris Chris Olave, 18 Garrett Wilson. Like, what does this team need? The biggest flaw with the team in the Eagles right now is their passing game. And the best way for them to help their passing game, short of, you know, obviously the quarterback is a question, but it's to get the team better receivers. They have an offensive line. They have an elite tight end. They've shown they can run the ball. Like, they need receivers opposite of Devontae. And this is their last chance to do it. They're not trading for DK. They're not finding somebody off the scrap heap in free agency. They're not probably going to be able to trade for anybody in training camp. This is it. This is their last chance. And I know it's putting a lot of pressure on the rookie, but it is what it is. We saw what Devontae did last year. If you can hit on those picks, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and you're probably sitting here saying, like, well, yeah, of course, if they can get Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, they should do it. Well, guess what? Justin Jefferson was drafted later than 15 and 18. Like, you can find guys in the draft that can become instant impact guys. C.D. Lamb went after C.D. Lamb, and I think exactly. 18, right? Was exactly. Went yep. with, so. And, of course, you can go in later rounds. You always find guys there, too. But what the Eagles need more than anything for next season is an instant impact player at receiver. This is their best chance to get it. I'm perfectly okay if they take two shots at the dartboard at trying to find that player at 15 and 18. Look, if they take a receiver, I'm not going to be upset. I agree with the general premise that they need help at that position. I want another young, talented guy that I can count at that position. But they have to come out of this draft, this first round with at least one impact defensive player. And if it was up to me, it would be two impact defensive players. Again, I will not freak out if they take one wide receiver, but they have to get an edge rusher. They have to help their defensive backfield, whether it's a corner, whether it's a safety. I mean, I would love to see them go with a Nicobe Dean. Obviously, I don't think any Eagles fan truly expects that, but I would even be happy with that over receiver. Like, this defense has no guys you can count on who are under 30 outside of, like, Hassan Reddick, who they just signed. Like, this team needs young talent on the defensive side of the ball. It's a deep draft for for pass rushers, for secondary guys. Like, there's a lot of talent in that part of the round. This team has to focus on defense in this draft. I'm okay with a wide receiver, but they have to focus on so defense. So, 
the team isn't going anywhere until the offense is good. That's the bottom line. The second thing is, and you're not going to like hearing this, and I apologize in advance, James. <laughs> the defense is mostly fine. Like oh, how it was God. last year, it's mostly fine. They oh, added Hassan Reddick, who's going to help the pass rush. I like the Kaiser White signing at linebacker. They have a number one cornerback. And then the safety position is a need. I'm not disputing that. But the bottom line is they're going to be playing trash quarterbacks most of the last year. I mean, next year. And we saw last year when they play trash quarterbacks, it really doesn't matter who you line up there. Everyone talks about <laughs> not everyone talks about how bad the defense was last year and all the lack of talent. Well, guess what? They looked pretty good in, like, the majority of games last year. You know what didn't look good at almost any point of last year? The passing game. There were very few stretches of the season when – a, like, you can point to the Niners game when the game was already over. You can point to the first half of the Broncos game where Jalen was good in that pat, that, that uh, passing the game in that game. But ultimately, the defense was not the problem last year. The problem was the that, offense. What do you mean the defense wasn't the, the problem? The defense was not the they problem. They were down 31 to nothing in the championship. Well, you know, they were down Tampa like Bay. 17 to Any nothing midway through the third. Any quarterback they faced, they got their butts yeah, and the one and, and in the in the postseason when they faced like a real defense that was really like aiming to shut them down, they couldn't get anything going on offense. Literally nothing. So you're right. They have holes all over this team. Clearly, if the best player on the board at 15 is Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State and there's a pass rusher there, I value the pass rush. I understand that. But ultimately, I trust Jonathan Gannon to have the defense playing well enough next year that I don't have to go and add all this elite talent to it. What trust I Gannon. That's yeah. our, well, okay. look, I mean, Gannon was a good coach oh last my year. God. But when I look at the offense, I don't trust Quez Watkins right now. I don't trust J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I don't trust Jalen Rager. And I know that for this team, the most important thing is figuring out what they have in Jalen. You know what helps figure out what you have in Jalen? Putting a ton of receivers around him. And then if he's not the guy, you have, hopefully, if you're the Eagles, receivers that other quarterbacks want to come play with. What's not going to help them recruit a quarterback is a really awesome linebacker or anything like that. Bottom line is the schedule they're playing next year, you can get by with the defense they have currently. You're not going to be able to get by running the ball all next year again, so they have to improve the passing game, and this is their last chance to do it. Well, first and foremost, it is not just about this year. They are building for years to come. That's why this draft and the next draft are so important. That's why they made that draft trade with the Saints. Like, This is not a quick build. They are not all in for next well, year things can happen and all that but like last year you said that, but they're they... not like that's very clear with what they're doing that that's the way they're trying to build this team up and i think it's a smart way to build this team up and 50 percent of the game is still defense yeah that's still the matters. less important 50 I, I mean I, like yes the game has trended towards offense the last few years there's no question about that but that doesn't mean the defense isn't important. What's the last team? The that holes got... on defense are bigger than the holes on I offense. Disagree. They can get by, especially look if Jalen Hurts is going to take a step forward. He's going to take a step forward, and he'll be good with Devonte Smith and with uh, with Dallas Goddard and with again. the running game they have and with the best offensive line in football. I mean, that's not nothing. Like it's not like he's going out there bereft of any talent around him. He still has talent around him. I agree. Could it be better? Absolutely, it could be better. But this defense is so lacking, and it's not just lacking that, like, yeah, maybe they'll be okay in spots this year with, with Javon Hargrave and Darius Slay and all that. But, like, they have no, nothing for the future. I mean, you have to build this defense back up. I mean, they have no—Avante Maddox, it, it, right? And uh, Son Reddick, those are the only two guys under 30 who are, like, 
pieces for you. You got nothing, the, nothing. The future. And you have a chance where there is a lot of strong defensive talent in the draft, and you have two first-round picks. You cannot use both on offense. Like, you can't do it. You can't do it. The future doesn't matter if you can't pass the ball. Bottom line, <laughs> the future doesn't matter. If you want to sit through another season of them winning games in, the, like, a trash division by running the ball and beating trash quarterbacks, like, yeah, you can have a future that way. Where you can't have a future in the playoffs winning is through defense. It's like, I mean, name the last team that got carried deep in the playoffs by their defense. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I know, defense in won the that Super Bowl. Super Bowl in the one-game Super Bowl. I mean, the New England the... Patriots won the Super Bowl with their defense Yeah, but you're pointing at one game. They didn't get there because of that. They got there because of quarterbacks and But offense. you can... Uh, uh, the Den- you're right. For one the game, Denver Broncos. Yeah, Denver Broncos. That was like six or seven years ago. They won point. the Super But again, that's but an that's all-time the last time great I'm defense. Saying. But the point is you need balance. I'm not saying I want them to have a horrible yeah, offense. I'm saying you need to have both sides of the ball. I agree. You want good players. I agree. You want best. You want good players at every position. In an ideal world, you have a great defense and a great offense. I'm saying we're not living in an but ideal world. But they have too right many now. holes on defense. The offense you have is, to has less holes right now right. than the defense does, especially if you're talking about players for the future. But you only get so many picks. You only have so many assets. I agree. Like I would love it if they had great players all over the field. That would be ideal. It would make me look smart for saying how he's a good GM. <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? But you only get two picks. They don't get to pick 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. They get 15 and 18. And when I look at where this team needs the most help, it's in the most important part of the game, and that's passing the ball. Their passing game was horrendous last year. You know that's true. As much as you like to hate on Gannon in the defense, they were a better defense last year than they were passing the but ball. they were a better offense than they were a defense. Because of the running game. Sure. Yes. It's part of football. So what do you think they're going to run their way to a Super Bowl? They have to be better in the passing game. That's how you win in today's NFL. Me and you can nitpick the percentage and blah, blah, blah. You know you win in the NFL passing the ball. You know that. But Jalen could take a step forward, and that passing game could look a lot better because Jalen is better. But it's going to be a lot harder if he doesn't have talent. Receivers he around has Devontae Smith. He has Dallas Goddard. It's not like he's got nothing. You're right. He has something, but he could. you could always use more. You look at some of these teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. They went three, four deep at receiver with, like, elite guys. Not They weren't saying, like, well, we have a great tight end. They were but saying the NFL cyclical. Just because last year the Super Bowl played out this way doesn't mean that the Super Bowl won't play out a completely different way the next year. Like, we see this year after year after year after year where there's different ways to get to the end of the season. But what's one constant? It's having a great passing game. It's having a great quarterback is really what the constant is. And there are many quarterbacks who have won with lesser talent around them. Donovan McNabb in this city for one. Tom Brady won three Super Bowls. Like, Troy Brown is his best receiver. Like, you can win without great receivers. You can win without great talent on the outside if you have a great quarterback. But it's easier if you have that talent. And it's also easier to evaluate that quarterback if you have have those receivers around him. I mean... Again, they've used their first-round picks on receivers. They know it's a need. They've tried this year. They went out and tried to get Allen Robinson. They were interested in Christian Kirk. They tried to trade for Calvin Ridley. The team is telling you the receiver position is not good enough, flat out. And I agree. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, to your point, you only have so many resources and assets to use, and I think the holes on defense are bigger. And, again, if they take one receiver in the first round, totally fine with it. It's a need. It's a guy who's under a cheap contract. I'd rather do that than – give up a bunch of assets for someone like I'm okay with that but to ignore defense in the first round when you have holes all over the defensive side of the roster in terms of young talent I think would be a disaster and you know what else is going to be a disaster when next year week one comes around we're in the third quarter of watching the Eagles 
and they're unable to pass the ball. <laughs> and it's week four, and they're running all over teams, which is like, oh, this is great, but guess what? They can't throw it when it matters. Like, we just sat through what this team is projected to be. You're right. If they have a great defense next year, it'll make them better. But do you want to sit through another year of watching this team win games, like 23-17 to 17 in the third quarter? It's really close because both quarterbacks are playing badly. Like, no, the way this team advances, Howie was right when he said this. You take big swings. That's how you get better in the NFL. You take big swings. And right now, this team needs to take a big swing in the passing game. That's where they need the most help. That's where they need the most players. And if that means having to take two receivers at 15 and 18, so be it. Because I would rather have a team with a ton of talent at receiver than a well-rounded defense. I want a team that can pass the ball. And that's not where they're at right now. 215-592-9494. The draft is less than two weeks away. Two weeks from today, we will know their first three rounds worth of picks. What do you want those picks to be? Those first two picks, how do you prioritize that? Are you prioritizing wide receiver and offense like Elliott? Are you prioritizing defense like I am? Or do you want to see him do something completely different? 215-592-9494. To the phones in one sec, quickly. You know, even though it is Go Birds Radio, yeah. it is the beginning of a Sixers playoff run tonight. So we will absolutely take your calls. 215-592-9494. Uh, quickly, before we get to the phones, Elliott, You've been pretty confident about this team. They're heading into what I think is a very tough series against a tough Toronto team t yeah. starting tonight. Where are you at with the Sixers? Are you still as bullish on their chances as you have been? Yeah, I mean, Sixers and five. <laughs> Sixers and five. I, 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 I frankly, honestly, don't really understand the concern with the Raptors. I think sometimes They're I say good. it just to, like, the appease are good. the people that are worried. But, yeah, the Raptors That's me. Are, Hand yeah, up. Exactly. People That's are worried. You. This guy. The Sixers have a better roster. They have better top-end talent. They have home court advantage. They were a better team this year. Like, of course they could lose. Anything could Sounds happen. Sounds just like the Hawks last year. Yeah, exactly. Better for, roster, yep, yeah. number that, one seed, home, blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. And so yep. if the reason you don't believe in them is Joel, that, and then you should just say that. But like, Oh, I, that's not it. I Joel's the one I believe in. I don't believe in Harden. I'm not expecting Harden. I think I think for them to win this series, Harden has to be better than what we've seen him be. And unless he's rope a us, which, to be fair, it's James Harden. He's rope a many teams and many people in situations. Has has Joel. Like, let's look at Joel's playoff experience. And you can point, you can't point to many times where he's like, carried the team to an impressive win. I believe he's going to do it this time. I do think Joel's improved. I do think he's in better shape. I think they're going to beat this team in five. And today's a critically important game. I was looking at this earlier. Joel Embiid and the Sixers, when they lose the first game of a series, are one and four. They do not come back when they fall behind. Frankly, the game we see today is probably how the series is going to go. And I'm confident they're going to win it. Yeah, I'm super nervous. I, I've i gone back and forth. I picked the Raptors to win on the midday show. I you got to make a pick soon. I, mean, oh, I, I, mean, I picked the Raptors to win. So like, you're I'm, picking the Raptors I'm too to nervous. Win. I just think too many things have to go right for the Sixers team. But, you know, it's not a strong pick. I'm not, you know. And how many are you picking? If, uh, seven. Seven. Okay. If I, I could absolutely see Joel just taking over and winning the series by himself. Like, I don't think Toronto has a, an answer for Joel Embiid. If James Harden did rope-a-dope us and all of a sudden he comes out and the hamstring looks great. And it's like, oh, there's Harden. That's the dude. Yeah. They'll beat the Raptors. I'm with you. I just, I can't expect that's going to happen with Harden. And I think that people severely underrate how good the Raptors are. I, I know they don't have, like, the highest-end players, but it's a, a group of pieces that fit really well together. And they have the best coach in the league, or one of the two or three best coaches in the league, going up against the worst coach in the league, a yeah. disastrous coach in Doc Rivers. So last I'm incredibly, incredibly nervous about this series for the Sixers. So last year, the Sixers lost to the Hawks for a lot of reasons. But one of them was the Hawks had top-end talent in Trey Young that took over, right? Trey Young was special in that series. 
Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. Those are the Raptors' two best players. Would you agree? Yeah, Scotty okay. Barnes is really good. He's Trent's very good. good. Yes. They have they a lot got of good guys. players, but Siakam, Siakam's their best player. Siakam and Fred Van Vliet have played a combined 19 series. They've averaged over 20 points three total times. Yeah. They are not players that They've take also series won over. A total. When they, they had Kawhi, Le- when they yeah. had Kawhi I know. Leonard, I know. which but is a massive still thing. Won big games. You know, they did when they had Kawhi Leonard. Sure, that absolutely helped. Right. So they don't have that guy now. They have a team made out of twos and threes. That's such a good group of guys that work well together like that does matter in that i mean they work so well together they were the fifth seed like i don't know i mean i you know yeah they were the fifth seed a lot of people didn't even think they were gonna make the playoffs with that roster so yeah so I, that's a roster now all of a sudden i should be afraid of yeah i think so all right i think so, so you are picking the raptors i'm picking seven. the Raptors. all right to win the glad series. you're on the record don't feel great about it but that, that's right. that's what i'm picking where do you stand if you want to chime in on the sixers as well two one five five nine two 9494 and again the eagles draft we are less than two weeks away how do you want to see them use those first two picks what do you want their strategy to be obviously again the caveat over yes. it all take the best players follow their draft board. we all get it things, we're yes. with that but you know ideally if if it shakes out certain ways how do you want to see it play out Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. what a pleasure yeah. back to starting the show nice the right way it's up. been a few weeks let's start out where we do Almost every Saturday at this time. Let's go to Abington and talk to our buddy Tom Yota. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? Man, nice of you to call in. Must must be a big sports <laughs> day, I guess. You know, hey, I had to take time. my son down to his university uh, last oh, weekend man. there, Elliot. Yeah, That's I'm awesome. getting old, Congrats man. On that. Yeah, That's, where's he going? That's exciting, man. Uh, American. That's a awesome. good school, Tommy. Well, yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Congrats, so, um, first off, I guess, uh, happy Easter to all the Christians out there and to my Jewish brethren. Uh, happy Passover. Thank you, you sir. Go. Thank you. Well done. All right. So, um, it's been a while since I had a game for you guys, so I put one together for you. Awesome. Yeah, so the topic of this, this is going to be a 2022 NFL draft version of Would You. Love all it. Right. Okay, and the caveat here is... Um, this is going off the premise that Howie Roseman is interested in moving up the draft board to attain a what, James? A blue Edge chip rusher. player. Oh, I like that. Blue chip. Yeah, this yeah. is blue chip over here. Yeah. Blew it. You know, I did you set it. him up there. Blew it. Blue chip did. <laughs> I thought you get that, too. All right. Uh, uh, um, all right, so I have five uh, scenarios for you. So first off, trading with the Falcons for their eighth pick, um, the Eagles give up their 18th pick in the first round this year, the 51st in the second round this year, and the 154th pick in the fifth round this year, and they acquired Jamison Williams. Would I do it, are you saying? Would you do it? Oh, absolutely. And I keep 18? You right? keep 15, I keep 15. I yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Again, I think Jamison Williams has a chance to be a Jamar Chase, has a chance to be a Justin Jefferson in terms of immediate impact, even with that injury. So if I can go up and get that receiver and pair him with Devontae and I still have 15, absolutely. I, I really like Jameson Williams. He's my favorite receiver in the draft. He's the top guy I would want. Um, so you would do it? I, I would really – I would really uh, this one is like right on my line. The fact that I'm not giving up both firsts makes me very intrigued about it. Mm. My I lean towards – I don't know. That's the thing, though. If I'm trading up to eight, I'm I'm probably doing it for one of the edge rushers who's on the board there. So I like the concept of this move, but I'm going up and getting Jermaine Johnson, or I'm going up and getting you know uh, Thibodeau if he falls, or Kyle okay. Hamilton at eight, or something yeah. like that. So I like the concept, right. but I, I probably wouldn't do it for Williams. Okay, so uh, would you trade with the Jets, uh, acquiring their fourth? Uh, pick overall, you give them 15 in, in the first round, 83 in the third round, 154 in round five, 
and a second round pick in 2023 for Salisbury. I don't think that's enough. To yeah, get it's up not to enough, four. but sure, if that's. An, yeah, I think if I would go to Evan for moving, that, of course. Yeah. If you're moving from 15 to four, you're giving up another first. Yeah, it's a yeah. Future I first think you're giving up two. If you want to get to four, Tom, you're gonna have to give up two. Firsts. But I'll say this: I would not give two firsts to move up to four. Like I just don't think the difference at the top end of the town uh, of the draft board is that different than what you're getting. At I agree 15. with. I agree with. Like Jamison Williams, yes, I'd go up for him specifically. Yeah, or Aiden Hutchinson. If for some reason yeah, the Jags don't take him number one and he's at two or three and those teams are willing yep. to trade with you, I would go up and get that dude. But mm. otherwise, I don't I don't think those guys at the top are, are that much better that I'd give up the capital to go up there. Okay, I'm going to button this up there. So I got two more for you. So the Lions, their second pick. You give up 18, 101 in the third round, 154 in the uh, fifth round, and uh, the Saints pick next year in the first round for Kayvon Thibodeau. No. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. You're saying so? You, I'm, I can't get Hutchinson. No. I'm going up to two. Yeah, so, no. yeah, no, I wouldn't. Right. I would take Trayvon Walker over Thibodeau. Too. The only way I'm doing that is I'm taking. And either way, I'm not. Yeah. Like if okay, you really so, believe in a quarterback, but I wouldn't do it. But so that leaves me with the number one trading with the Jags for the first pick, giving up uh, 15 in the first round, 51 in the second round, the Saints pick in the first round next year and also a fifth round pick this year for Aiden I don't, think, I don't think that's enough. I don't think it's enough. But yeah. even if, let's say you include 18, like, I, so I think they should go with offense, as I said at the start of the show. So I'd be hesitant to do it. But a deal where you land Aiden Hutchinson, I don't think, I still don't think I'd do I'm it. I'm leaning no. But yeah. unless it's like, if I'm not giving up two first somehow, I don't, I don't see. I yeah, really I mean, if that actual deal a is. a first next year, I mean, I'd consider it, but I probably wouldn't do it. Okay, and this concludes the 2022 NFL Draft for you. You guys have a fantastic weekend. My man. Always a pleasure, Tommy. Thank nice you. Nice of him to call in every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, you know, showed up, had a game. Yeah, I mean, times. so as much as I think they should go offense, and I do believe that Aiden Hutchinson is the one player. Like, I think he can be a, a difference-making defensive end. But I, I think, like, you're giving up multiple, like, you know, three first-round picks to get up Yeah, I think at one. least two ones, a two, and plus. Yeah, yeah. agreed. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand? What the Eagles should do in less than two weeks, the 15th and 18th picks in the first round. Should they prioritize offense, wide receiver twice? Or should they prioritize defense with those picks? And if you want to chime in on the Sixers-Raptors series, where you stand on them? And, of course, you the chances for the Sixers to go further where you at as well because ultimately – whether or not they beat the Raptors, that's still not a good enough year, right? No, like, they have to based make on the expectations, conference finals. They have to at least make the conference finals Absolutely. to not feel bad about this season. So where you stand on that as well? 215-592-9494. It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered. Betting on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more, whether you live in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. And with an amazing offer, new customers make your first bet risk-free up to $750. Just download the all-new Bet Parks app right now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or PA, or at pa.betparks.com. It's the only sportsbook and casino app that we here at GoBirds recommend. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and Casino. All in one amazing app with live in-game betting, which is a wild ride and a great way to make money and get some awesome odds. You can bet on more than the score. You can bet on individual player performances. You can check out the Bet Park's future bets and wager on projected league champions, MVP, rookie of the year, division champs, so much more. And, of course, the action tonight down in Philadelphia, whether the game itself or the series. You know, if you're like me and... 
You think Toronto's got a real shot? Plus 150 odds ain't too bad. I couldn't bet against my squad, but, you know, if you're one of those, not she the worst bet shekels, out there. Shekels or yeah. shekels, as they say. And here's the deal. New customers, you'll get your first bet risk-free up to $750. The website has all the details. Visit pa.betparks.com. That's pa.betparks.com. And use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet. Bet Parks, Casino and Sportsbook app. It's go time. It is. Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. We are at the beautiful sportsbook at Parks Casino. TVs everywhere, comfy seats. This is awesome. It's a beautiful place to hang out for a Saturday, I'll tell you that much. If you do rank these in order. Yes. Most likely to happen, least likely to happen. Okay. Sixers make the finals. Okay. Eagles win a playoff game. Okay. Phillies make the playoffs. (laughs) <laughs> they're tough how would you rank them i'll go phillies pro- well, okay i'll, I'll go phillies when phillies make the playoffs first yeah i think that is the most likely i'll go i mean because the sixers i mean they can make the finals you know I mean, you're the one that thinks they're gonna lose in the first round so but i could easily see the eagles winning a playoff game too you know okay. i don't think the competition's gonna be that stiff i'll still say sixers finals eagles playoff game but i i do think it's relatively close between all three how would you rank them so i would definitely go f- well <laughs> <laughs> i love it i would definitely uh, maybe not i think i would i would go sixers make the finals first just because they're already there yeah, like no, I, it's fair I they're already yeah i would go sixers phillies eagles okay i think it's currently constructed and there are obviously a lot of things are going to happen blah, blah blah it's currently constructed the eagles are not winning a playoff game and probably will not be a playoff wow team. i think they you know easy schedule bad division I'm you can not... you can do that one year it's oh, tough to do that two years say. in a row second year in the systems all right second year in the system Jonathan Gannon, his defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Defense what a great boy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, 215-592-9494. What do you want the Eagles to do in the first round of the draft coming up in less than two weeks? And, of course, as we just mentioned, if you want to take some Sixers calls as well, we would love that as well. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Strawberry Mansion talk to Hassan. Yo, Hassan. What's going on? How you doing this afternoon? It's nice to talk what to up, you on Hassan? a Saturday, my friend. This is great. Yes, yes, yes. I had to call really because... I heard Elliot talking this nonsense. Like he <laughs> did you did you not see these Super Bowls, Elliot? Yeah, they I did. I saw Randy Matthew Eason. Stafford and Joe Burrow be the reason those teams made the Super Bowl. You didn't from- see Matthew Stafford play bad in the Super Bowl and so- Aaron Donald. And, yeah, Aaron and, Donald only had a chance to save the day because Matthew Stafford drove them down the field on the series wow. before to get them in the end zone. <laughs> like, I heard so Joe DeCamera making this point the, all uh, week. What's the linebacker name from Denver that he quarterbacked the Super Bowl a few years ago? Von and the Miller? 49ers, when they got to the Super Bowl, yeah, the you're Bears, talking, First of all, you're talking about all-time great defensive players. Like, if they could draft Aaron Donald, you're right. That would certainly be something I'd consider. But the bottom line is Matthew Stafford is the reason they won that Super Bowl. Without Matthew Stafford the year before, did they even win a playoff game? Aaron Donald was the 12th pick in the draft. Yeah, if you the Aaron Donald is awesome. I agree. But Clearly you could draft player. Aaron Donald. You could. You're yeah. right. But the bottom line is, if you're like, look at the Rams. The Rams are actually a perfect example, so I'm happy you brought it up, Hassan. They went and they improved passing the ball, and they made the Super Bowl. They had Aaron Donald all these years, right? He was on the roster. They weren't doing anything until they got a quarterback and could pass the ball better. Until they got Cooper Cup, Odell, like Robert. Cooper Cup's in there. They did get Odell. To they did get Odell. Van Jefferson's been good for them, and he's now we're talking about the player, loaded guys, defense they have. Elliot, like they're they looking good... out on the, the number one corner that they had, the best yep. corner in the league. They yep. had the, the best Eagles have a number one corner, league, and Eagles they have the best corner. defensive end slash D tackle in the league. 
But Hassan, so I agree. Like, the Rams are the best team in the NFL probably. They have talent all over on both sides of the ball. If you had to pick, would you rather have the Eagles improve as a passing game next year or improve as a defense? I think I would pick the passing game because I trust that more to carry them deeper into the playoffs. I don't know. I've seen how we go up three years in a row. And aside, I like Devontae Smith, but aside from him, he's, he's swung and missed at the wide receiver position. He has. Like, I just don't, right. tr- I don't, I don't trust him. Like, he's it's a lot of, it's a lot of, there's a lot of guys out there that I certainly would want. I'm not going to say I would want them, but I think they need to address the defense. Like, this defense you. is horrible. They go out there, like, you bring up Tampa Bay, but nobody talks about the Jets scoring 21 straight on them. And Jalen didn't play that game, so you can't blame it on Jalen. Yeah, Hassan, great call, my friend. I'm with you. I like. I think there are just so many holes on this defense, and and if you ignore it in the first round, I mean, you're really getting to a critical point in terms of of guys you can count on for multiple years moving forward, especially on cheap contracts. You got nobody. But here's the thing: right now, the defense is at a place where you can trust them against everybody except elite quarterbacks, right? Would you agree with that? Like, you can trust this I, defense. I mean, it, no. Like, well, then you're ignoring the, stri- the... It was one season of, of an example where they did well against ba- bad quarterbacks and did horrible against good quarterbacks, but that doesn't mean it's going to absolutely be exactly Well, but the I'm same saying if you year. go off last year, but, like, they couldn't pass the ball on almost anybody last year. You know, so I'm saying, like, at least I know with this defense they can take care of bad quarterbacks. And the good news for the Eagles is they have a lot of bad quarterbacks. My, but you have a – there is a much better chance that – Jalen Hurts improving from year one as a starter to year two as a starter, year one in the system to year two in the system, regardless of who's around him. Jalen Hurts improving will make the passing game better yeah, in well, and of itself, yep. whereas unless you get better players on defense, it's not going to get better. Well, but by that same logic, you could say, like, Josh Sweat really improving makes him better. If, you know, he, uh, who's a, Zach McPherson, like, you can make this. <laughs> sure, but well, do but you, you have could, confidence that's going to happen? Well, I have confidence well, Jalen Hurts is going to be better. I think Jalen's going to be better. Absolutely. Be better. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be good enough. That's really the question of the season. Yeah. But I think Jalen will be better this year for sure. Let me ask you a receiver question because Hassan said something, and I think about this quite a bit. So I hear a lot of people say, like, we'll trade the picks because Howie's not good at drafting, or they can't draft a receiver, so don't try again. And I do see a little bit of the logic of this team might not be good at evaluating receivers. Like, it just might be a blind spot for them. But I also, and I think this is where you fall on it, like, you can't go... I'm not going to stop drafting yes, receivers exactly. You can't that. stop no. doing it. So I, I actually hate that now. How do you balance that, though? Because it's I do think there's question. an argument to be made. They are, they are poor at drafting. I think they're, they're poor clearly at evaluating is, but look, they got Devontae right, and granted, that's an easy one to get right. But they right. got it right. Yeah, but, like, I, I think that you have to adjust your process. You have to look at it and say, like, why were we so wrong about Jalen Rager? Why did we think that that guy had a better chance to be a better NFL player than Justin Jefferson? Like evaluate your decisions you know self-scout so to speak go back and say why did we do this and how can we learn from this and i agree like it's not like i'm gonna have a a massive amount of of belief in their ability to do it till i see them do it consistently but i certainly think it's possible to get better at that yeah no i agree I, i don't think they should shy away from taking one but i also do see the argument that like if there's one position they have clearly done a poor job of evaluating it is receiver let's go to conchi and talk to damon hey damon Yo, what's up, guys? What up, man? How you doing? Hey, listen, so James, I think Elliot, you guys are talking about the right stuff to get me on. Um, <laughs> my man, that was listen. my whole point of the show. I, as we were driving in, I was like, if we can get Damon and Conchie to call in today, we, we've won already. <laughs> so well, I'm, ta- I'm calling you, James, about what we talked about earlier in the week with, yes. when you were with Jack. Because yes. we have to go over this, and we have to, and I want Elliot's thoughts on this. Right. I, I think I can convince you now. 
So Go ahead. we were talking about Debo and Metcalf, and yes. now you guys just said. I, I said think. I would prefer Debo over DK if oh, I had what to a choose between take. the two. You would take so Debo listen. over DK. Yes, I think Debo is better than DK. All right, like, let, let, me, let Damon do his thing, Go and ahead. then I'll tell All him right, why you're right. So listen, with the draft, I'm going to agree with you guys. I mean, I'm going to agree with James. I think defense is more important. But with the caveat of I think they still, with the assets they have, need to go trade for this wide receiver. They have to get DK. Now, between him and Debo, the two left that I think are available or somewhat available that we talked about, you can't tell me that DK wouldn't be more desirable for this team. One, he's younger. We know that. He's 24. Debo's 26. So with that, you get a five-year contract for either of them. One stays still in his prime, uh, younger than 30. The other one's going to be 31 by the time that contract's up. I think we talked about how Debo is more versatile, but how are you going to pick the wide receiver that's used the way he's used and viewed yeah. as a running back, wide receiver kind of player that then can flip of a switch be that injury-prone guy? He already well, has well, the injury. Yeah, but DK's had injuries too. Let's not get carried away. Well, DK, he's, he's yeah, DK injuries, didn't get drafted by the too. Eagles because he came in. Well, hold up, but hold on. Issues. DK, I think, has missed one game in three years. R- regardless. Let's the, talk the, about the, NFL. That's what I mean. Let's talk about NFL. Regardless, D, it, that, that is certainly the biggest concern if you're weighing the two, but it doesn't. it's not a big enough concern or a big enough well, gap for me think. to not take the better football player. Uh, Debo Samuel is a better football player than DK Metcalf. Well, Flat out. So, A, I think the biggest concern is He's a actually, bigger weapon. If you're a team coming up against the Eagles and you say, all right, who do we have to scheme against? Like, you have to scheme more for Debo than you do for DK. So, DK is an elite receiver. Debo is an elite gadget player. And he's a very good – like, Debo's those are great receivers. He's, like, he he's a great player. Receiving yards they're this they're year. both awesome. I agree. But the point is, Debo benefits from where he's at. Would you agree with that? Like, the scheme that he's DK in in DK benefit from, from having Russell Wilson with him. What are we talking about? Okay, but, he had a much better quarterback than Debo's ever played with. But do you, think, do you think they can use Debo here the way they use him in San Francisco? Of course. Why I disagree. not? Maybe also, not. Also, I mean, Debo gets the one who hit more. He's Kyle a Shannon's running back. Good. You're not even, well, I changed my mind on that. I was wrong. Hand up. Chest back. I was wrong about that. DK's a better receiver than Debo is, and so you take him. Point blank. I want to say this, though. The last thing I want to say is, we're talking about building – again, this is the point. We're talking about building for now and the future and the better option for this team. Yeah, I know yeah, that 24 right, 26 Damon, is right that big this. a deal in terms of age. Like, that's not – I mean, Debo gets hit I mean, the guy's Debo, Debo getting hit – and that's what I said. I think Debo getting hit more and the, the potential injury from that is the biggest – like, if I were to flip to DK, that would be the biggest argument why – but that's not enough to bridge my gap. I think Debo's that much better. I'd be very surprised if Debo could do what he did last year consistently for multiple years. I'd be surprised. Whereas I think DK's skill set is extremely replicable year gonna over year. We're going to find out. We Damon, are. what was your last thing? Uh, no, that was it. I appreciate oh, it. I think, well, I think otherwise, call. though, in the draft, they should, go, they should go defense. That's the biggest thing is defense. Thank I'm, you. I'm, See, I'm Damon you ending on the right note with a great call. Well, Thank God clear, we got him to call in. That was it, the key it, to today's show. His point was they should go defense if they can trade for DK Metcalf. So, yeah. like, yeah. he still basically agrees he with me. said defense. I their heard prior, defense. Their priority I, is I offense. heard defense. You heard I defense. Yeah, All right, fair enough. Let's go to a, a, a certified real one by yes. his own voice, Jacob. How you doing, buddy? Good to talk to you again, pal. Oh, I'm, I'm going, uh, it's going really good. I'm definitely a real one. Yeah. Um, my man called the midday show and was like, go birds real one right here. I wow. was like, my that, dude. Well, you're certified now. <laughs> yes. Oh, sweet. So to get it out of the way real quick with the Sixers, um, tweet from Twitter, me and uh, Elliot, guys yes. who know ball, handshake exactly. emoji. <laughs> exactly. Sixers are winning the series. 
Yeah, agreed. I, I think like I, I look. I hope you guys are right. I picking mean, the Raptors is the ultimate like loser. I don't know ball energy. Like <laughs> oh, like thinking like overthinking it. It's a definition. Actually, to speak so, of your hand was that hand a shot at Ray Dittinger? Because he picked the Raptors on the midday. Well, I'd never take shot a, right. At I would Ray never Dittinger. take a like, shot right at, at him. Ray okay, I'm just checking. He's wrong about this, but I would never <laughs> take a shot at Ray Dittinger. Yeah, but I thought last night the Cavs were the better team, but then Trey Young's the best player on the court. And oh, I thought the, the Hawks were just better. The Hawks were good. Man. Really? But I Even know, after yeah. Capella went down? But yeah. Yeah, yeah I, to your point, Trey makes a big difference. So it's hard to yeah, hard It's to nice to have elite players. Sure you talk about is. all the issues that the Raptors caused for the Sixers. The Raptors are probably sitting here being like, how in the world are we going to stop Joel Embiid? I'm sure they are. And hopefully Joel takes over the series. Like I said, I could see it. Yeah. All right, Jacob, what do you got in the draft? So on left, um, I definitely think we need to go wide receiver if available. Don't push it because pushing it ends up in Jalen Rager. Yeah. Um, I would really like a guy like Garrett Wilson because he practically begged to get to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jameson I, Williams. I like that is my too. I know. Prospect. I know it's like pandering and stuff, but I don't care. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I love it. Well, to be clear, what um, did he do? Little... Did he like a tweet on Twitter? Yeah, he or something didn't like see that? his quotes. He it was like a whole thing about. It. He's like, I want to play in Philly. He grew up a Philly fan. He's like, okay, he was like that. hyping right. up Devontae. You know, I thought to that play was with Chris him. Ola. Oh, oh. No, no, no. It was Garrett Wilson. Okay, was well, like right. super into wanting to come to Philly. All right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But I don't like him quick... as a player that much, but. Okay. <laughs> 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 quick uh, sleeper prospect um, for the defense is uh, Jalen Armour Davis. Gannon has a good history of developing defensive backs with Kenny Moore. Maddox played great last year, and Slay honestly took a step up from his first season with us. Ooh, I like um, this take. This guy's 6'1", 192, ran a 4'3", 9", and his only leader not trusting his instincts. And with a guy like Slay and Gannon with a good history of uh, developing DBs, I think we can get him to do that. Jacob, great call. Real ones, keep calling. That's yeah, good I like stuff. that. I mean, look, in Gannon's system, I think you can just put players in there. And it just, it it fits. just it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nailed it. 2 one 94 What do you want to see the Eagles do? In the first round of the draft, we are less than two weeks away. And, of course, as you just heard, if you want to call them with some Sixers takes, we'll be happy to take those as well. I'll tell you, it's James from the beautiful sportsbook at Parks Casino. We're coming right back. Let's go, Birds Radio from the beautiful sportsbook at Parks Casino, the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook at Paz. You covered for all the action today. Again, a beautiful day to come down and watch all these big screen TVs. There's baseball on now. There's hockey on now. There's going to be some playoff basketball on it's a, it's a good time to come down to the parks casino and sportsbook here. it's a pretty cool underrated technology that they have a tv screen over there that curves completely around yeah it's pretty badass technology Very man cool. i tell you <laughs> the things they can do these days 215-592-9494 so if you want to chime in on the sixers game tonight of course we'll take those calls and of course the eagles again it really is wild that we are less than two weeks away from the draft it's something that we had you know, talk so much about yeah. and been so obsessed about it. Now it's almost here, and it feels like it really stuck up on us. So it's a big one. What so. do you want the Eagles to do in the first round? Prioritize offense or defense? Go back to the phones. Go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy Tom. Hey Tom. Hello, gentlemen. What up? How are Tom? you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm looking forward to Raptors Sixers. Yes. Don't know. Oh know yeah, that's right. Do you have like some Canada pride? Is that a uh, is that a thing? I know it's like opposite ends of the the country, so well, to speak. But they, yeah, they, they they you know they, they they try to just like the the Blue Jays do as well, right? They try to be the national team, and right. they did a pretty good job in their run, obviously, because you know that's what happens. People all jump on the bandwagon, sure. right? So yeah, yeah. R.I.P. So, the Grizzlies. Am I right, Tom? R.I.P. the Grizzlies, yeah. man. 
but that team was never good, unfortunately. So do you root for them now? Like, do you follow them? I know they're in Memphis. Who, the Raptors? Right. Memphis. Yes, yeah. no, he's talking Memphis? about the oh, Memphis forget Grizzlies. It. Forget it. The, okay, only yeah. thing about, right. the only good thing about yeah, the Grizzlies I, I should have said the RP the Vancouver Grizzlies, yes. obviously, because yeah. they, they are in Memphis. It's a good point. Yeah, and they had a, they had a, a pretty good uh, logo, you know, and the name worked they did. for Vancouver. Yes, So they did. Yeah. So, you know, Elliot, I, I, I have to say here, you know, you're, you're making progress. I'm glad that you Thank consider you. Aaron Donald. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, I thought about it. It's the tough thing about Raiders. You have to make decisions on the fly. And I thought, you know what? I would consider Aaron Donald with the 12th pick. I think that's a, uh, or 15. It's a bold take. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. So now, and, and you were someone who was defending Gannon, right? When everybody else wanted to fire him. Because, yes. Because yeah. he didn't have players that were good enough. Well, no, I was defending him because the results were pretty good. Outside of the fact when they played yeah. elite quarterbacks, which all defense struggles against, they, they were very good for the majority of the year. Now, yes, they played bad competition, but they dominated that bad competition. Yeah, I actually, I actually was a, you know, I can't say a fan, but I was going to give uh, Gannon a little bit more of a chance because I do think that the players were a major issue. And what has me concerned here is, that what it sounds like you're doing is advocating to Howie to be the smartest guy in the room by not going for defense in a year when defense is the strength of the draft. Well, but the problem could be, and again, this is the issue with all draft talk, is we don't know who's going to be in the board at 15. But I do think you're going to see a run on the pass rushers. I don't think, like, Derek Stingley is going to be on the board. Um, I don't think Kyle Hamilton's going to be on the board. So you're right that the strength of the draft in the top 10, outside of the few offensive tackles that will go, is defense. It is. But when you get to 15, if those guys are gone, I do think at 15, like, Drake London might be the best player on the board. I don't think Jamison Williams makes it to 15 anymore, but he might be the best player on the board. Unless you really like, like, Trent McDuffie. Uh, I mean, Kobe Dean's a conversation within himself because of the position he played. But while it is the strength of the, def- uh, of the draft, that doesn't mean it will be the strength for the Eagles when they go on the clock. Okay, so a quick point is something that I read, and then I'll, uh, I'll give you one prediction and then uh, sign off for you. All right. But the, Bo Wolf did this really interesting uh, uh, article where he talks about the hits and misses uh, in first-round picks. Yeah. And what he came up with was that receiver hit and misses are about 42% in first round. So that's not great. Edge rushers, it was about 60%, much higher. So that. That's a, a little fact. That's interesting. Okay. What's your prediction, Tommy? Is the DK Metcalf of this draft could potentially be uh, uh, Traylon Burks? Mm, I, so you, I mean, you don't Tommy. mean physically. You mean like uh, in terms no, of a no. Miss. I mean, yeah. I mean okay. the surprise, the surprise good wide receiver in the draft who is sort of moving down the board a bit, but he would still be there for let's say the second of the first round picks of the Eagles. Oh, I think he's certainly well. And Tommy, as always, great call, brother. Keep calling. Uh, so the Traylon Burks thing is weird to me because you know everyone talks about like oh he could be, he he said he wants to play like Debo and all that but then not that I'm like overrating the the you know combine stuff or whatever but he has like a rarely bad yeah. combination of I'm speed out on, and I'm shuttles out and all that Traylon like Burks. like I was going through with Richie and Richie was like putting together all the numbers in the combine and it was like there are like every receiver who's ever had those numbers between the shuttle and the 40 whatever there's like one guy who's ever been successful it's like really bad numbers there so it, i'm I, I don't know what to make of it if i'm drafting a receiver in the first round i have to feel extremely confident that he is able to beat press man coverage on the outside that's like a like a deal breaker for me i have to be a feel he, be, he can be able to do that Traylon burks lined up in the slot the majority of his time in college and was very much like a debo type guy 
I don't know if I can say that if the Eagles draft Traylon Burks, he'll be able to start on the outside. But if you look at the receivers they have interest in this offseason, I do think Traylon Burks will be a slot receiver, and I think that's where they think they have a need. So if let's you're hope they don't draft to, based on that, right? Yeah, I but mean. I but I think that he is a possibility for them. Let's go to Dallas and talk to Scott. Hey, Scotty. What's going on, guys? What up, man? You know, I, I'm. you kind of look over the Super Bowl champs the last decade, and the one thing they have in common that I think is getting forgotten a lot is they play well on both sides of the line. And that's yeah. why I wouldn't mind if we do draft a receiver in the first round. But to me, the difference between this team potentially winning a playoff game and not is one more solid pass rusher. Because I think we're going to be a lot better on the defensive line than last year with everybody hopefully coming back second year. Josh Sweat, as much as we've been disappointed in him, he has improved every year. Every year he's had more sacks in the last. Yeah. And I think this could be the year he really gets 10 sacks. Hassan Reddick is going to be huge. And I think if we add one more defensive lineman, I mean, the offensive line is pretty set. That defensive line, if it can get back to what it was, you look at teams like Tampa Bay, New England when they've won Super Bowls, the Rams, they yeah. all have good offensive lines and good defensive lines. Well, and, even, the, and the Eagles. I was going to say the Eagles. Too, yeah. I mean, look. Yeah, I, and the Eagles, yep. So I agree that while I would go offense, and I think their biggest need to improve the team is to improve the passing game, you will never hear me say that if there's a good pass rusher on the board that you should pass him over because you're right that for them to be a successful team in the playoffs, they are going to need to win at the line of scrimmage, and part of that is winning on the defensive line. I also agree and with you. And it's the thing that submarine their defense last year. Yeah, like, you know, yep, exactly. Outside of having a horrendous coordinator, you know, the, it was really oh, – Okay. <laughs> but if you, if you look at 15, my concern would be, all right, so, uh, you know, obviously Aiden Hutchinson's going to be gone. Trayvon Walker's going to be gone. Uh, Jermaine there, Johnson's Jermaine, probably I was going to say, that to me yeah. is the guy. Like, yeah. if he's there, if he's still on the board at, like, 13, 14, I would maybe consider moving well, up. And also him. the other question is, do you go with a defensive tackle in there, like a Jordan Davis? See, I, I think I'd there. be out on that. I, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, so. so I agree with you, Scott, that they have to win at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball to be, once again, a team that goes deep into the playoffs. Yeah, and I may let, and this is a little bit outside the box, I may let corner go down into maybe the second or third round. Because I'm kind of intrigued with some of the moves they made at the end of last year. We have some young bodies in there who I kind of liked coming out of college, like the, the move we made for Tay Gowan, Kerry Benson. Uh, the yeah, guy so I have, like, no Nick faith Ryan. in any of them to be anything next Any year. I think, like, it's – well, I just think it's lottery tickets. Like, I think the chances one of them works out is extremely slim. But what I agree with you is they've done a good job addressing the cornerback position late in free agency. Like, Ronald Darby, the year they traded for him. Steven Nelson was a good signing. So I think with Slay on the opposite side, you don't need – it's not as huge of a need. But where I do think the argument for a corner in the first round would be if a sauce Gardner is there, he could eventually yeah. be that number one and replace Darius Slay. Yeah, great call, Scott. Keep yeah. calling, brother. So, uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, look, and, uh, and again, it, it, it's going to be fascinating because I do think that we do so much of our, you know, where are guys going to go based on mock drafts each year and where are they go in the mock drafts and what right. you're hearing and all type of stuff. And then it feels like almost every year there are at least two, three, four players. Andre Dillard, we remember yeah. he was in the top ten of, like, every mock draft. We're like, oh, my God. And the Eagles stole him at 22 right. or whatever it was. So it happens every year, so it is going to be fascinating to see which of those guys kind of fall. Let's go to Ridley Park and talk to Larry. Hey, Larry. Fellas, it's an honor to be able to get on with you. I don't have the opportunity to be able to speak to you guys on a weekly basis. but Well, I appreciate you calling in, Larry. Yeah, an honor is, <laughs> is way too strong, but we appreciate it. Larry. <laughs> Here's my question. You ever, you ever play the game What If? Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. It's one of my okay. favorite games, honestly. So, so, so my what-if game is this. What if two of the three quarterbacks go in the first ten, uh, 
the first 10 picks, okay, right. which could be possible. Sure. Two could at least sure. go. Okay, which that means is everybody moves back, all right? Yep. So my question is, i got three defensive players, Hamilton, Gardner, and Jermaine Johnson. Now, if they if they go back between 10 and 15, and you got to remember, it's looked at in some of the mock drafts that the Vikings and the Redskins would pick up either one of those guys if they fall. Where would you have to trade up to make mm. sure you could get one, and what would it cost us to get it? That's so, a really good question. For, I, I don't know. The where is is you know kind of fungible. It's hard to know based on who else well, goes off the board and stuff like that. I think the value for moving up. I, I don't think you're getting Sauce Gardner outside the top ten. I think if you're moving up for him, he. I, would I be think very Kyle surprised. Hamilton could be there. Kyle at that Hamilton spot, could be. And the I think Jermaine guy. Johnson could be there at that Kyle spot. And Kyle maybe Hamilton Stingley, is being theoretically, but I wouldn't count on it. Kyle Hamilton is Kyle Hamilton's predicted to drop between ten and fifteen. Yeah, yeah and the absolutely. Two teams, and the two teams that are looking at him would be the Vikings and the Reds. Well, not the Redskins, but Washington. Sure. So I think it would cost if you're talking about moving up from fifteen to eleven in theory to like jump twelve. I think you're looking at at least a third round pick. That was my thought. A yeah. third, maybe a second. Maybe if a you're second, going like 15 to 10 or 15 okay. to 11. And yeah, to right. Elliot's point, Larry, it's also how many other teams are looking to move up and who do you have to bid against? Right. I got one last question. Go for it. If neither Hamilton or Gardner are not selected, now you have Honey Badger out there. What is taking the Eagles so long to make a decision on Honey Badger? And do you think he would fit into the defense if you can't get a Gardner or a Hamilton? Larry, great call. Keep calling us when you can, buddy. We really appreciate it. We'll talk about that next. We'll get it. We've talked about Matthew on the show, you know, Honey Badger. We both are in favor of the move, depending on years and money and all that. But we'll talk about how he fits in the defense. And the Hamilton singly, because I think we have focused on the edge rusher side of the defensive yeah. thing a lot. It is an interesting discussion because there are some back-end guys who could be big-time impact. Yeah, I mean, arguably safety is a bigger need than edge rusher. It's yeah. more, edge rusher is more important, but safety is a bigger need. Plus, coming up next, we have not heard from him really about it at all on the draft. How mad is he? You know? My what, guess is very mad. Well, we're going to find out. What does he want to see the Eagles do? I'm intrigued yeah. to see what he's he thinks. He's a mad Mike. Look he at is you. A mad, a mad man. We'll see what he has, plus your calls as well. 215-592-9494. It's Gobert's Radio for the beautiful Parks Sportsbook and Casino here in and the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for betting on everything. Baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more, whether you live in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. And with an amazing offer, new customers make your first bet risk-free up to $750. Just download the all-new Bet Parks app right now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or pa.betparks.com. It's the only sportsbook and casino app that we here at Go Birds recommend. The Bet Park Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and Casino all in one amazing app with live in-game betting, which is a wild ride, and you get really great odds depending on the situation if you play it right. Uh, you can bet on more than the score as well, bet on individual player performances. Check out the Bet Park's future bet bets. Wager on projected league champions, MVP, rookie of the year, division champs, and so much more. And, of course, all kinds of action to bet on just today philadelphia down in philly we got a game coming up tonight that's a big one you can bet on the series odds or any of the series odds for the first round games and so much more and here's the deal if you sign up now new comes new customers case your first bet risk-free up to 750 dollars. the website has all the details visit pa.betparks.com 
betparks.com. That's pa.betparks.com. And use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's go time. Yeah, buddy. It is Go Birds Radio from Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Do you know who that song is by? Put, put it back up a little bit, Fran. Make it a little louder, the music. Yeah, I think you. I know this one. What do you got? Oh, well, I always feel bad. I think it's <laughs> is it Ozzy Osbourne? <laughs> it's not. Oh, it is I was not. so sure it was crazy. It train. is not Ozzy Osbourne. It sounds like him. Another guess or you done? I don't know, Metallica. It's Led Zeppelin. Okay, all right. It's, well, the, it's the immigrant song. All right. A classic, classic song. I might recognize the song. Come from the land of the ice and snow. Like, I've seen a lot of TV shows and movies It and is such. a classic, yeah. classic song. 215, that's always a fun game. Name the song. Yeah, the name the extremely <laughs> obvious song that you should know. <laughs> I always just like to think of, you know, people in their cars being like, no, how could you not get that? Yeah, just yeah. being just mortified for yes. me. Which they Maybe they're be. used to it at this point. <laughs> yeah. 215-592-9494. We're talking Eagles draft. As Again, it's, it's pretty crazy that it's snuck up on us. We are less than two weeks away, and the Eagles have two first-round picks. How to prioritize those picks? Elliot, just to kind of reset your yeah. position on what you think is the smartest thing with these two picks going into this draft. The smartest thing they can do with these two picks is take is to try to fix the biggest hole on the team. And the biggest hole on the team is the passing game. And the big, the best way to do that, short of the whole quarterback discussion, is to go get receivers. I think they're at 15 and 18. The best players on the board are more than likely going to be receivers. Of course, if Kyle Hamilton drops, that's something you consider. You know, you have to make that decision on draft night. But going into it, if I'm the Eagles, I'm looking at what's most likely to be there, and I'm looking at the biggest need on the roster, and it's it's the receiver position. It's, it's the passing game. What they struggled to do most last year when they really needed to do it was throw the ball. Everyone focuses on the defense against Tom Brady in the playoffs but the offense was worse than the defense was and the reason why is they could not throw the ball Jalen Rager couldn't get open off the line of scrimmage really I mean the whole the whole team struggled so I'm not going to single out Devontae but like nobody on nobody was able to get anything done in the passing game and the best way for them to take a significant step forward if they want to be a playoff team next year win nine games again get in at the seven seed sure go draft the defense and you know win these games against bad quarterbacks again but if they want to actually like become a team next year where in week seven eight nine we're looking and saying this is a team that could do something, go out and help the passing game. And the best way to do that is to take shots at receivers. So I would be perfectly okay if at 15 they take, let's say, Jamison Williams, and then you're sitting there at 18 and Drake London's on the board. Go for that too. (laughs) Get as many good receivers as you can on this team because that's where they need the most help. They need defense. They have no young, talented defensive players you can count on moving into the future. Yeah, as opposed to all the young, talented receivers they have. Short contract. They at least have one. They have one. Oh well, they have have, have, one out of two. Ain't bad. I mean, one out out of three. three, And they still got Dallas Goddard as a weapon. Regardless, I think this team absolutely has to invest in the defense. Invest in getting young. Blue chip players on that there side of the ball. Guys you can count on moving forward. I think it is just paramount with these two first-round picks. If they take one wide receiver, fine. You can't not come away from these two picks with at least one impact defensive guy. And ultimately, if I'm making the picks, obviously, as we keep saying, caveat, best yes. players there. If it's the receiver's clearly the best, you got to do it. But I'm taking two defensive guys. If it's up to me, I'm taking an edge rusher and a secondary guy, whatever. 215-592-9494. Let's predict the call, the caller that makes everyone angry. I'm going to say today, how we can't draft receivers. doesn't so matter why who we draft. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. You know it's going to be a horrible draft. It doesn't yeah. even matter who they pick. So why are we even talking about it, Mad Mike? How close were we, buddy? Um, Kind of close. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I'm down here in the laundry getting my Toronto Raptors jersey and um oh my God. My, you uh, just got you're like full heel huh you know? 
You've just decided I'm going to run with this. Can I can I trust you to give your honest opinion on the series? Or are you yeah, just going to no. pick the so Raptors? I'll okay. tell you what, what's going to happen. I mean, right, I go think ahead. Jimmy, from a, you obviously have no safeties on this team at this point. I think you're, one of those picks is going to be a safety, and they're hoping to get one of them because you what you have right now is Anthony Harris. And, I mean, that's not going to do it. Yeah, Anthony Harris doesn't even get I agree. Safety is so, a massive need on the roster. I agree and, with that. And, and I I don't like to say this often, but they need to draft a wide receiver because they don't have a – they have Devontae Smith who's too easily taken out of the game because of his slight build. Like, I just I, – honestly, they need a wide receiver, and they need to get the best wide receiver they can find. And they can't do any of this nonsense – well, well, this guy's a better slot fit. No, just draft the best wide receiver. Agree. On the board, Mike, that moron. terrified me before when Elliot was like, well, Traylon Burks is a yeah, slot no, guy. and they right. wanna, That I, terrified me. Like, that's the, the most terrifying thing that has been said this, this entire show. They always overthink it. Like, yes. oh, well, this guy would like be Like Rager over Jefferson. Oh, he's like, fast in game. We've got Gen X stats that say he runs fast. Like, yeah. how about take the guy who had four touchdowns in the national championship game? I don't know. But Just I'm a also thought. I'm going to say this. So this is my – that was my – my. but I honestly, guys, I think for the Sixers, like, I think for the future of the Sixers, you really don't want them to do well this year. Oh, because, my God. You know, and I'll tell you why. Because you don't want the coach back, and you don't want to sign – uh, hardened to a, a huge contract. I think if just just to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're going to end up giving Harden a five-year deal, and that's going to cripple the Sixers. But Mike, he, Mike, can I just say, damn good call, my friend. That was good you. work. Well I'm done. I'm sorry. I, I hope the Sixers get bounced in the first round. <laughs> I don't want back. Harden back. As soon as I, I was like, damn good call. No, you know what, I, though, Mike? Mike, honestly, great call. We're going to react to that because I don't think it's – like, I'm rooting for the Sixers. I want them to go as far as they can, whatever. But, like, I can at least step back and understand that line of thinking. I, it's not me. It's not where yeah. I'm at. But, like, I definitely want Doc going no matter what. I think he's a, an absolute disaster. Well, I hate having him here. He's a jerk to us. Like, I can't stand Doc. But, like, I do think there is an argument to be made that it is not, no matter what, you know, sunk costs, whatever you got to say, but, like, that it is not smart unless Harden looks markedly better in the playoffs here. To give him that supermax long-term contract. Yeah, I, I mean, at his age, how he's looked, the supermax, the fact that if you give it to him in three years, he'll be making, oh, it's like $50 million probably around yeah, that. His last something. year would be $61 million. Now, the cap, million goes, dollars. the cap goes up. Sure, but, but wow. But, no, you're right. The idea of giving him a supermax could potentially be very bad for the franchise. And I agree with you on the doc thing. Like, going into this, they are there at a coaching disadvantage against Nick Nurse. Now, I do think Nick Nurse is slightly overrated, but we don't have to get into that uh -oh. right now. But ultimately, what you just said, as, might, as much as it might be true, the most important thing for this franchise right now is Joel Embiid having success. I agree. You have to have him get to the conference finals. If he gets bounced by the Raptors in the first round, that is everyone like talks. Everyone likes to talk about Harden's playoff failures. Embiid's playoff failures are just as no, bad, if no. not worse, than it, Harden's. Well, they're not as bad. Harden's been around longer, and because I mean, he's been, been around MVP. longer. But I'm but saying. I mean, and, and even still, though, it would be you would have to give Embiid the blame here or like a, you know it would it would be a really bad look for him exactly too. but my point is even if you look at his past playoff performances he, i mean look I, we don't have to go through all of harden's like you know 12 years we're not Houston. going to we're actually, not going yes. to but Embiid has zero signature playoff wins zero yeah he has none fair. that's right absolutely so fair. so as much as i get your thing about doc i get the thing about worrying about uh, harden in 2023 if the the downside 
of Joel Embiid making it to the NBA Finals is I have to give Harden the extension. I have to bring Doc back. I'll take that. Shout out to the great Cindy Webster. I know. I saw out this, there. Yeah. Uh, texted me and Elliot. I'm mortified for Elliot. Led Zeppelin. Good Lord. Cindy, you're so right. Yeah. It's so it's true. You should be mortified. We I should have known mortified. the song. <laughs> I wish everyone could Wasn't see his face. Wasn't my genre. I wish everyone could see his face right now. It's yeah. great. 215 Let's go to Texas and talk to our dude, our guy. What up, CJ? Gentlemen, 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 how are we doing today? What up, CJ? How you doing? Hey, so it is getting weird because I'm hearing Elliot talk, and it's like, man, how in the world did you guys yeah. get to a point to where I'm starting to grieve? Oh, or no! Have the same oh, finally coming CJ, around. No! No, finally no, no. Around. It's not agree with Elliot. We're reading yeah. a book and getting the same type of understanding from it. So All right. we good way to say it. That was saying, a very hey, clever analogy yeah. or whatever. Go ahead. So if you're saying, hey, the defensive coordinator is bad, I don't trust giving talent to him because I think the defensive coordinator is bad. That's my opinion. But I also look at things and say, okay, well, based on what we're drafting, for defense, the defensive players that we're going to run are not going to be the top tier in that position. Yeah. We're talking DN. We're talking corners. So why do I want the fourth, fifth corner or D or D lineman when the people I want are going to go in the top ten? We're talking well, thing. We're talking Johnson. I get we're that, talking- CJ, but that doesn't mean that just because those guys are better that the fourth and fifth corner can't be really great too and can't be good options. And I'm not saying specifically Duffy, McDuffie, or whatever. I'm just saying in general, like it's a misnomer to say that because they're not. I mean, there are many times where the look the Justin Jefferson draft. He was what the four, fifth receiver off the board, and he's the best of the group. Like it doesn't always mean yeah, that the that best. Is true. That is know? true. But I'm just saying, if we're going off just drafting. I'm looking at where I will be picking it. Me getting what I would actually want would be later on down the line. So I'm like, okay, I would rather go receiving. I'd rather go receiving because God knows we need it. The whole thing with the defense, this is not the 90s. This is not, hey, we're going to just go <laughs> blitz everybody. Would you go receiver with both picks, CJ? I'm not going receiver with both picks because this team, and I'm going to get my shots in, this team, because of the GM, is so devout of talent that you just can't put all the receivers on this team. If you had, if, now, if we had a hell of a quarterback that was throwing fast, I'm like, hey, load it up. Because receivers got to a point now where they're making 25 a mil a year. So it's yep. like, man, it's crazy. You got to do them like freaking quarterbacks to get a fifth-year option in just to keep them on the team. Who, at what time did we think quarterback, left tackle, defensive Defensive end is going to be and put receiver there with the top picks that you. I mean, the top paid players on the team. And, and that I, is do crazy. Think, I do think I do think that will season. matter. That will matter to the Eagles. Like they'll look at it and say the market is exploding both in what you pay receivers and what it takes to acquire them. And they'll say if I can take one at fifteen, have him locked in at a rookie rate for three years. Five years. And it's, if you're a if you're a well, yeah, pick. but in theory they can ask for a deal after. Right, 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 but right. Yeah. Minimum, minimum, at least of three, three years. years. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes, yes, so yes. Uh, then I think they'll look at that and say there's real value in taking that position there. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's what it's got to be. And plus, it's like, hey, even if Jalen's not the guy, you're setting the next quarterback up to go ahead and have talented pieces already around so exactly, we can make decisions. Yep. So that's that's the biggest thing. CJ, when, great. when it comes to the defense. When it comes to the defense, I want to load up on talent too, but it just doesn't matter anymore. I'm, I'm I'm not saying it in a bad way, but look at Buffalo. Great defense. They got ran through in the playoffs. Yep, it just facts. offense 
Facts. They came. They came an OT rule away from being winning the Super Bowl. Oh, they gave up. They gave up like thirty-eight points or something. Yeah, but but even then, it wasn't a great defense. They were an. They were the number one defense in the league. They lost Trey White. Like that was such a big loss heading the place. Like their best defensive player. Like what are we talking about here? They were. They were a solid defense. But again, they were a number one defense. We don't need to change the whole NFL overtime rule. So you, because you couldn't stop well, it. That's a whole, the CJ, whole that, that's a whole, I, I don't, I didn't need to change really there. And good call. I don't, I, don't, I, it's a I, I love issue. you saying that the number one defense in the NFL was solid. But, but again, there was no great defense this year. There was no defense he looked at and said, that's an all-time great defense. But so can was I ask there, you, no. You, but why do you think that is? I'm just curious. I think that this was a, a year where there was a particularly large proportion of the better teams on, on offense and defense, but it's not something that's happened consistently year after year after so, year, every year. And again, like, I, I, I understand that offense is more important than defense. We're talking about thresholds. We're talking about where are the biggest holes on your team. Like, you still have to play defense. Like, you can't win the Super Bowl if you don't play defense. So, the reason I think that you looked at the defenses this year and you said there were not many, like, the Saints defense was probably in that discussion. Sure, uh, but none Broncos. were great. Yes, like, there was I, no great defense. None. But I think it is way, way harder to build a great defense that can carry you than it is to build an offense that can help you because of the fact that the rules are... You still need are, defensive I players. I get it. I like, know you, you still have to play You're, like, the, right. ignoring, like, that, that they don't have guys no, no, to no, line I, up I, for the I'm next I'm not five saying years. that. I, I recognize and that they I have to find guys. I would take one wide receiver. I'm fine with that. Like, to CJ's point, like, I'm not losing my mind if they take one wide receiver. Right. I just can't... But totally we're not right. really... The discussion is not, like, would you take one or two? The discussion right. is they have two first-round picks. What should they prioritize with it? And for me... I am prioritizing and I'm prioritizing offense. defense. Right, and exactly. the reason I'm prioritizing offense is because they, that is the side of the ball that needs to improve more. Let's go to Flower Town and talk to Hector. Hey, Hector. Hello, guys. How are you doing today? What up, Hector? Uh, um, I'm just going to start off with asking you guys. Do you guys uh, agree with uh, trading those uh, picks away instead of having two instead of three this year? Or what do you guys think? What trading the the Saints, the Saints trade? trade? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. an amazing all time great trade. I yeah, and it. I disagreed yeah. with it and found it disappointing. I thought it was great. I, yeah, I I think he did it just because the QB class is stronger next year. I agree. I agree. Well, and those you better hope he's be right because it's a full year away. There's a full college season. Other teams are going to be trying to get these quarterbacks. So yeah, it could be a better quarterback class next year. Doesn't mean they're going to yeah. get again, one of them. But again, even if they can't, and I think that you have to at least try to keep your options open. But even if they can't. Picks in a draft with with better quarterbacks are more valuable inherently. Like those picks yep. are more valuable. Yep, I, I agree with that, but it doesn't mean I think it's a it's like a great trade. Like I understand the value of it. I think that the Saints gave up more than they should have for the deal, but I think for the Eagles, like the fact that he's punting into next year and they're kind of like pushing the decision away more, I just found it disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start off. I definitely think we do need a safety. We have no like. Um, is Marcus Epps even on the team anymore? He is, yeah. But he's like, okay. I mean, Marcus Epps is like, you know, number three yeah. safety. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, if Kyle Hamilton can drop, I mean, he would be oh, like somebody. I love that like, guy, Hector. I'm I so mean, with I you. Mean, I mean, but like with that other pick, I definitely think N'Kobe Dean would be somebody. Because like, I mean, Hassan Wright is speaking good, my language like, right Nicole now. N'Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis. These guys are winners, I mean, man. They're yeah. just you winners. Go, you, you, it's going to be so George, dope next year George when they're winning games here. like 17-13. You <laughs> sure. know? It's just going it, to be so exciting. It will because the game will go games. fast at least. That'll be good. <laughs> when they're I'm, in the seventh seed again. You see what I have to yeah. deal with, Hector? Yeah. Just because uh, I think the receiver class is so deep. Uh, you can definitely get a receiver, maybe and even the second or third round. And, and that is a good point. There are some great seconds. Hector, good call, man. Call us more often. 
there are some good players later, and obviously we're just focusing on the first round. If they come out of the second round, with a yeah, guy, that, you know, we'll feel I, better. Ironically, like how he's been better in later rounds too. Way I mean, better. that's like where a lot yeah, of his really that's good, his, his really good picks have been. Yeah, the vast majority. I yeah. mean, you look at his best of his best picks. They've certainly been after the first round. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's talk to Jason from the Dirty Thirty. What up, Jay? Hey, what's going on, guys? What up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm going to do a little bit of three for three with you guys. Love it. First, first, let's talk about the Eagles. Let's do it. I want, I want a wide receiver that's, that's going to go out there, you know, immediately and, and, and give us a lot, a lot for our money. I'm with you, Jason. I couldn't agree more. What else you got? Second, let's talk about the Phillies. All right. I don't. I don't understand. We we paid all this money for these great hitters, and yet we're in the slump. Yeah. Don't don't oh, overreact too much, that. Jason. It's still early. I. I uh, a, a fun fact for you, the Atlanta Braves, who won the World Series last year, were under 500 until August last year. And I'm not saying that that's going to be the Phillies' path or anything, but I'm not, I'm not going to overreact to a week into the season. Yeah, and, sec- and third, I want to talk about the Sixers. All right. Um, I think it's very, very important that we win game one. Yeah, I, I, sorry. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to root for the Sixers because I want Doc gone. Jason, I'm with you, and thanks for the call, buddy. That's what I was saying. I'm going to root for him, and it's not hard because I, it, I'm, I'm a Sixers fan. I love them, but like, I get it. I, I want Doc gone in a big way. Yeah. So I think you talk about the importance of Game One, as I said earlier. The fact that Joel Embiid and the Sixers are one in four when they lose the first game of a playoff series, I think is like extremely alarming. So today is critically important. Well, speaking of the Sixers, we have a Sixers call on the line from a caller who the last time I spoke to him, I believe it was on the midday show when I was here at Parks, we got into it. All right. Yeah. Well, Gus and I were going after each other. All right. We'll see what, what he has to say. Plus your calls, 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds right here from the beautiful sportsbook at Parks Casino. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio from Parks Casino Sportsbook, the beautiful sportsbook at Parks Casino. And, of course, the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for all the action today. Of course, Sixers playoffs today. Another run begins. It has been disappointing the last few years. How, how much uh, can they change your mind in this opening series? Like, you think a they're lot. going to lose, a lot. right? So a lot. if they were to win... I feel like at that point you say, okay, maybe this is a team that can go all Absolutely. the way. Look, I, the Raptors particularly scare me. I don't like the matchup, their length, the way they play, the nurse versus doc thing. That all scares me. You know, I think if they can handle the Raptors, and again, a lot of it comes down to, to does James Harden look like, yeah. you know, the James Harden we wanted him to be or the James Harden we've seen for the last month, you know, and that's a massive, massive thing for me. If Harden looks spry, if Harden looks like he was kind of, saving himself for the playoffs then of course i'm gonna have a different outlook for the team if you look at the season series and look the raptors were three and one against the sixers that obviously is something to take into consideration but two things the raptors do really well that in the regular season i think translate that don't translate as much against the sixers in the postseason is they're really good at the offensive glass and they're really good in transition 
I view those both as somewhat hustle stats. Like particularly guys, transition, transition the playoffs but I think offensive rebounding too to an extent. Like guys crashing the board. If you take those things away from the Raptors, it becomes much harder for them to score it. Because in a half court, they don't have guys that they can go to consistently. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So of course if you want to chime in on Sixers Sixers, Raptors, the playoffs starting. And then of course we're talking Eagles. We are less than two weeks away from the draft. There is should be more excitement. I think we need to start ramping it up. Well, they, they take some receivers. It is be a some massive, excitement. massively important draft yes. for this team. So two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. The last time we had this caller on, he went after me. We got into it. Excited to hear this. See if it happens again. Gus, how you doing, pal? Hey, James. Listen, it's a moot point, but a strong case can be made that Devo Samuel fits the Eagles a lot better because. Oh, he we're can run behind, This is great. He can us. run behind a good offensive line every once in a while. And you, you can throw the ball off your nose, you know, banging off your nose and, and complete passes to him that he can turn into something. If you have a guy with a popcorn arm like, uh, you know, like our buddy uh, does, uh, it, you're, you're mitigating uh, the explosiveness of a guy like Metcalf. So in a weird way, Samuel playing the small, you know, possession offense-type game actually fits your profile better. So, I don't Great disagree point, with Gus. you, Gus, but I also think that's, like, a defeatist way to go about making the decision. <laughs> you know, like, like DK Metcalf is the better player, in my opinion. I don't Remember what I said. It's a, a moot point. They're not yeah, going to exactly. get either one. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. All right, Gus, what do you got on the Sixers? <laughs> this is like a ping-pong ridiculous arg- no, argument. No, I agree. You're not I, don't think, I don't think uh, either is happening. I agree. Listen, I think on, on the series, I, I can definitely see uh, Toronto winning the series of the matchups, but I can also see Toronto going out fast too. Yeah, look, if 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 Joel Embiid and James Harden play to their potential, this, I, like I said, I think it'll be over in five. But it would not shock me at all if they swept them. Like they they are a way better team, in my opinion, than the Raptors. I don't think are. they're I don't think they're way better, Ellie. But I do think that the experience thing uh, and the fact that they have a great player is a big deal in the playoffs. Yeah, and they, and they do have a it's, lot of playoff experience. Like, obviously, Seattle Yeah, they do. And they Fred do. And, and Mahard's but... been around the block. This idea that he does nothing in the playoffs is silly. He gets to the final step of a lot of playoffs. I agree. And he has good numbers. Uh, he's here, here, games, here's, the, he has good numbers. Here's, here's my major point, though, my major gripe. Whatever the Sixers do, it's never good enough in this city. Never. If they were to win the title, right, there would be people grousing about Doc coming back next year. Uh, the the parade would be, eh, all right, so what, they won. Let's get, get back to the Eagles draft. I mean, they, they've they made the, the finals. Title, I think we get it. They made the finals what, right, one but, but time it, in the it's last pulling 30 teeth, years. Though. James, it's pulling teeth, though. Uh, look, Gus, I'm with you. I can't stand Doc Rivers, but, 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 but I'm, if, me, they, if he wins us a title, I'll, I'll soften let me give my you an analogy. Let me give you an analogy. The Eagles are in the playoffs, right? Most people in the town don't like the coach, all right? How many people are going to be true anymore? No, I'm saying theoretically they have a coach that they don't like. Right. How many people would call up the radio station and say, I don't want the Eagles to some, win in the playoffs because I don't some, like the coach? Gus, we would get some, but I don't think it would be a, a majority. No, and by the way, Doc Rivers at 51 and 31 had a good year. Oh, let's because, not get carried away. Listen, Gus. listen, they have two and a half really good players on this squad. How he does, made 51 and 31 with the Ben Simmons situation. <laughs> and for what it's worth, they were missing MVP. They were missing Embiid for like a month. Guys, too, good call. They, what, they had the MVP. Yeah, who missed a month. That's the he point. He did not miss a month. Sorry, he missed like three weeks yeah, or whatever it was with yeah. COVID. But, I mean, Here, here's what I'll say about Doc. Let me, let me that say That he's this. a horrible no, 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 coach. No, no, There's on, a reason he's oh, the record holder for all-time 3-1 yes, collapse in the right. playoffs. Like the, the, the evidence is right there in front of us. Okay, so 
I agree that the way he answers questions sometimes, I agree. Like, it's rude. Uh, that, that's, it's a, that's I know, but let's take that out. Let's I'm not just even talk about that. I'm talking court. on the court. I'm on not court. talking about that at all. Right. I can't stand him for that stuff. I'm talking as a head coach. I, I think you saying he's the worst head coach in the league is taking it too far. And we don't have to go through all 30 coaches. But, like, look, Doc can be a flawed coach. He's certainly, like you said, he's blown the most 3-1 leads. But he's also won a championship. He has a, he he has has a good record. Three Hall of Famers in Rajon okay, Wanda. Oh, but I'm just saying, like, you can't just diminish everything he's accomplished and only point to the negatives. Like, look, we can disagree, can say, but he was you... named the top 15 head coach of all time. And that's so... asinine. It was a, a, okay, so, an absurd, right, but let's say he's top to do. 30. Like, no, I'm just saying he's, he's not. not the worst head coach in the NBA. Uh, uh, he's not even he's probably not the bottom worst, 10. But he's up there. Yeah, he's bottom 10. I don't think oh, he absolutely. is. And again, like, what does reputation matter? We watch the guy every night. Who knows better? The well, reputation? they won 51 games. Well, we, like, you're, you're, they you're, have Joel Embiid. Yes, they do. There's they have other James teams Harden. that have great players, they, too. Well, but not as great. Like, I'm saying, you like you don't win 51 games. They were the number one seed in the East last year. Like, Doc has not been a disaster. I understand. Apart. Who cares about the regular season? The playoffs is where you make your bones as a coach. I, Anybody and he's won a title. He's won a title. It was... 13 years okay. ago with three Hall of saying, Famers. Again, Since then, he has had more playoff collapses than anyone in the history of the game. But you, but, but people discuss him like he's like completely unqualified. Yes, he is unqualified. Like, he, is he is not, not horrible, he is not. horrible Let me NBA ask you this. Coach. If there was a draft of NBA coaches by GMs, would Doc, would Doc go in the I top Who cares? They, he's well, got that this weird legacy about... respect around the league. Well, why do you like think him. that is? But, but what does it matter? Do you think that people are always right about these things? How no. many times have we seen people get but jobs I, and jobs and jobs when they're bad coaches? There is a difference. It all yeah. the time. You're right, but there is a difference between me and you agreeing that he we has flaws. We watch him every night. Right, but he is I not. I think he's horrible. But I think that's true. I think like, that of all the quote-unquote great coaches, the people who are put on top 15 lists or the people who have a certain amount of wins or whatever, I think he's easily the worst ever. I don't think there's another quote-unquote great coach who's even in his hemisphere. So like, I'd, He's I'd, a disastrous I'd, head coach. I mean, but again, like you're ignoring all the positives. Like, Does he get any credit for Tyrese Maxey taking like the biggest leap from a first to no, second Tyrese year player? Tyrese Maxey gets a ton of credit Okay, he does, but Doc so do? the coaching has not. So the coaching only matters when the player I think it has very little down. to do with it. I think it has very little to do with it. I'm much, the coaching is more about rotations. It's about getting the right lineups on the court. It's about knowing when to take guys in and out. It's about right. knowing how to manage an in-game thing like – all that other stuff is like secondary. To I'm me. just saying, he and came, Doc is horrible at all. He it. came in here; they were the one seed last year. They won 51 games this year. I, I'm not saying they should bring him back next year, but to say he's been like a disaster, I think he's, he's a disastrous coach. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, you're wrong. I think about he's that. horrible at his job. Well, we're gonna have to. I think agree the biggest mismatch in the entire series is not Joel Embiid against whatever short guy that Raptors are gonna put it's out there. It's just so funny because Doc Nick Nurse, Nurse, Do Nurse, Doc has accomplished so circles. much more than Nick Nurse has. Not really. I mean, he's just been coaching way longer. Nurse won a title way quicker than Doc. Yeah, okay. Nurse wasn't even in the playoffs last year. So what? He lost well, Kawhi. I'm saying, so can you imagine if, if Doc didn't make the playoffs in a year, you would be like, you know, yelling about how this Nick is the point Nurse, he can't do anything. Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse doesn't does make it. And it's like less than Doc. I mean, Doc had a better roster, and Nick Nurse is, is going to outcoach him in this series. You're well, going to we'll see. see it. We'll He's see. So much better. All right, let's go to Morristown and talk to Ray. Hey, Ray. Elliot James, listen, guys. What up, Ray? Truly. The next generation of Philadelphia sports talk radio. I love you guys, and I love your Thanks, energy. Man. I really appreciate that. Guys, listen. So this is just the thing. There's, there's, there's two reasons why we have to go after these wide receivers. Because initially you thought, well, we didn't want to leave this up to Howie in the draft. So we said we're going to go out and do something in free agency. They did virtually nothing to make this offense better in free agency. Therefore, now it lies solely on the draft. You have to go out, and 
you know, you can't leave it to the, uh, a late uh, second-round pick or third-round pick. You need to trade up to get what Eskin would call a, mo- a stone-cold mortal lock, whoever you think that player is yeah. uh, in the 10 uh, that can uh, catch the ball. Because, and this is it's, it's an integral part. This is critical because you have basically uh, kicked the can down the road with Jalen Hurts this year. You have to do this for several reasons for him. Number one is to see if this guy can be a good quarterback as long as he has tools. I think that's one of the failures of the Eagles uh, with Carson is they didn't put enough top tier uh, talent. Ray, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that at all. Well, yeah, yeah I, and then yeah. Carson, they put him around a, 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 they had a bunch of good players with Carson. So I think Carson's downfall is not because of that. But yeah. if you look at 2019, he, I think I the mean, whole idea that you have to put great players around a quarterback to have that quarterback succeed is is asinine. And we've seen it so many times. I, me- I mentioned Donovan McNabb. I mentioned Tom Brady. Like there are so many guys well, who have they, excelled. I mean, Charles Johnson and Torres Small were were Donovan McNabb. Yeah, but wide receivers. Right, Donovan McNabb was awesome. He was awesome, but they also <laughs> lost consistently because of their receivers in the in the NFC Championship yeah, but, and stuff like that. But my point is that. That's not the point people are making. People are saying, oh, you have to give Jalen Hurts weapons to fairly judge him. No, you don't. If Jalen Hurts is good, he's going to play almost 40 NFL yeah. games by the end of the season. If he's a star at the end of this year, we'll know, regardless Yeah, of I think there's a lot of truth to that, but I also think, you know, there's no reason to try to make his life harder to, uh, but, to make him and not, Again, but you can only have so many assets and only right. so many opportunities, and you can do what you can do. Go ahead, Ray. Well, I'm just saying, you know, what, what did Donovan do when you brought T.O. in here? They went to the Super of Bowl course, that year. Of course, again, but, the, but I'm, I'm not saying it wouldn't be better to have wide receivers. I'm saying you don't have to add a wide receiver to properly evaluate Jalen Hurts. That's what I'm saying. But, that, but that's just my first option. The second point is you need to have some decent players on the team to detract top-tier elite talent. Yeah. Nobody wants to play here. This, let's look at it. The facts are in all four franchises, you have to overpay and beat somebody over the head with uh, uh, a, a, a bank barrel to get anybody to come to Philadelphia because, you know, they there's didn't just. overpay the, the Phillies guys. They just signed guys. I mean, those were normal contracts. And, Ray, I appreciate the call. It's a good call, but I don't buy that. I just think there's a situation where I think the receivers didn't want to come here because they want to be in a better passing offense. That's what I think happened. I think Allen Robinson was like, oh, What's better for my career in my next contract? Playing with Matthew Stafford or playing with Jalen yeah, Hurts? I agree with that. I'm going to play with Matthew Stafford. That yeah. works. Or, or in the crazy Christian Kirk, it was like, wow, that's way more money than anyone's offering me. Or whatever. And the Eagles didn't have a ton of money and didn't have a ton of flexibility with money. And also don't have a great passing offense. That's what happened. Yeah, and... Again, I mean, I'm glad you're saying they don't have a great passing offense because that's how I started this show. I'm not saying they have yeah. a great passing offense, but I am saying Jalen Hurts, this from year one to start year two as a star, should take a step forward and that I should agree make the you. passing yeah. offense and, better. And honestly, I do agree with you too when you say there's probably already enough to give him a fair look at the Absolutely job. Absolutely, there but is. But the only thing I'm saying is, as much as like, yes, McNabb was great with bad receivers early on. You can point to other quarterbacks, Tom Brady, blah blah. Like, it's still better if you have better receivers around them, and I'll prioritize well, that over you, getting. Of course it is, but the, again, you gotta. So that's what I'm saying. Spots. I'll prioritize yes, that. Over I will defense. not. Let's go to Matt and Glenside. Hey, Matt. What's going on, guys? What up, Matt? Yo, uh, first and foremost, offense, offense, offense. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Um, Matt, you're a smart Dacobie guy. Dean, what are we doing here? If Nicobe Dean is available, oh, we take see, it. now we're talking my language, Matt. See, what great turn there. What a pivot. But but this is if he's available. He will that's be available. The, oh, they be just available. won't take him. Yeah. yeah. I think there's like a non-zero percent chance you could get him like I think maybe get him the first eight. pick of the second round. Like I think he's falling. Yeah, it's possible. Again, it's hard to know with these mock drafts. It's hard yeah. to know what's real and what's not. I think yeah, he will 100 like really, be available at 15 and 18. I think he'll be available at 18. I agree. I don't. Okay. All right. I mean, I I don't. But the other right. thing I think 
you know, I think Garrett Wilson is going to be one of the surprise um, draft picks for wide receivers. I think he's actually more consistent. He kind of reminds me of Jason Devon a little bit in how short he Well, that's demoralizing. I mean, Jason Devon is a very good receiver. Nothing against not Jason Devon. But you're, yeah, I, you know. For what it's worth, though, to your point, Matt, I mean, Mel Kuyper and, uh, you know, Mel knows more about these guys than I do. I'll tell you that. Right. He has Garrett Wilson as his top receiver in the drafts. So that is notable. You know, he's not always right, but that I, is notable. I only compared him to Jason Devon's shorthandedness, not his athletic ability That's or fair. anything okay. else. Okay, so That's fair. That's fair. Garrett Wilson is definitely a higher draft pick than Jason Devon would be. And secondly, I really, truly believe this. Alex Pierce, if he is available at 51, Man, so many Eagles people bring this guy him. up. Yeah, they seem like a lot of people really like him. And I'll tell you why. I think it's, dude, I'm telling you, these multi-sport athletes, this guy played like four different sports in college. If you can be a Division One athlete on four different levels, I feel curious. like... Wait, you know what sports he played? I'd just be curious to know. It was like volleyball, it was like volleyball, baseball, basketball, and football. All right. So two real sports. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look, I know Elliot has thoughts on... Yeah, look, if I told you he played soccer, you'd be like, oh, go get him. Ooh, yeah, well, that's a, it's the hardest guy. sport in the world to oh play. So, yeah. Hey, what well, we well Elliot, I played Division One soccer. I, I know so, exactly. I, I can tell. I can tell I'm talking <laughs> so, to an athlete. Yeah, when you said yeah. offense to start, I was like, this guy's played ball. <laughs> yeah, of course. Elliot yeah. knows. But anyway, I tried to get <laughs> my dad's he? thoughts on these things. You know how my oh, dad yes. knows ball. But, exactly. Uh, you come he didn't get back to me because he's golfing. All right, well, let's get Dad's thoughts for next week because, you know, the draft's coming, so we need the Matt-Dad take, all right, Matt? offense, 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 defense, if available. Matt, always a pleasure. It's a great way to put it. Offense, 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 defense, eh, if if available. (laughs) Like, if available. (laughs) It's like like looking at a menu. It's like, well, I'd prefer to get something great, and that's what I'll go with. Then if they have this, like, yeah, Your teams are going to lose 50 to 38. It's going to be great. You know what? If the Eagles lose the game 50 to 38 next year, that is a step forward because (laughs) at least then you can feel good about the offense. I just want to win. I want to win games. You know what? I care about winning. I don't care how. But But be honest. Like, how did last year feel? They made the playoffs. Okay, it was but I'm more saying, fun like, than I expected. Right. I had more fun last year but than how, I expected. But do you too. feel really good about the team going into next year? Well, of course not. Well, We've but you want to know why? Because, because they, they don't have, have the quarterback. An, exactly, because they don't have an impressive offense. No, it's because I don't know if the quarterback's the guy or not yet. And and adding wide receiver isn't going to tell me that. Like, either is or he isn't. And we're going to find out. And I hope he is. And that's a lot easier and whatever. I think he's their best chance. Yeah, I mean, we'll you, see. Yeah. 215-592-9494. One more segment to go. Tom Kelly, TK, the best, coming up after us. Until then, we still get you for one more segment from the beautiful sportsbook at Parks Casino. And let me tell you about the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It has you covered for betting on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more, whether you live in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. And with an amazing offer, new customers make your first bet risk-free up to $750. Just download the app. The all-new Bet Parks app right now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or pa.bet or pa.betparks.com. The only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend that Elliot recommends. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app with live in-game betting, which is a blast, and you can get amazing odds in games. You can bet more than the score. You can bet on individual player performances. Check out the Bet Parks Future Bets uh, at Wager on Projected League Champions, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Division Champs, and so much more. And, of course, the games tonight down in Philadelphia, some 
basketball action against Toronto. You can bet on the series odds. You can bet on the individual game odds. There's basketball all day. There's baseball all day. There's hockey all day. Do the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app for it all. And here's the deal again. New customers, you make your first bet risk-free up to $750. The website has all the details. Visit pa.betparks.com. That's pa.betparks.com. And use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's go time. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for all the action today. It's Elliot. It's James. Tom Kelly coming up next. Let's get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Wisconsin and talk to our good buddy, Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on, Glenn? Hey, uh, I've been wanting to call in for a while. James, I think you uh, deserve an award for not turning off the podcast when Elliot said they need to overpay uh, for Kurt um, signing with the Jaguars. That might have been most, one of the most absurd things I've heard. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Uh, Elliot said they should have overpaid for Christian Kurt to come to the Eagles. I think that was one of the most absurd things I've ever heard. Well, no, I think say. what I probably said was at least I respect the fact that yeah, they went out there and got out and somebody. Overpay, and yeah. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah. But also, Elliot, I think uh, owners should probably take the past couple podcasts of what you said and if a GM agrees with it, I automatically kick him out the door because you've been saying to overpay for – you said overpay for players. I don't know any team has ever worked out. And then moving up in a draft class that is kind of overall a B draft class, you talk to any analysis up there. I mean, if you look at Agent, Hutch, Agent Hutchinson, who's a good player, but compare him to other top defensive ends who are going in the drafts like Miles Garrett, Bosa's, yeah. Chase Young, he doesn't compare to them. So – why would this? Why would we want to do the fun thing when the smart thing would do would be a get draft get draft capital in future drafts where Glenn. there's well, a I mean, possibility that can be better. What a great right. call! Well, first Glenn. of all, Glenn, eventually you have to acquire talent. Like I get what you're saying. Like don't overpay for this guy. Don't trade up for that guy. Like fine, if you want to keep shopping in the bargain bin and hoping to get late round steals, like yeah, that'd be awesome if they could do that. But like the, what I will say about the Jaguars, everybody wants to clown them. Their roster is considerably better than it was last year. Can you say that about the Eagles roster? I would, I would no, say I think the Eagles are for the Jags. Well, I'd, be, I'd be more happy that the Eagles didn't pay for Christian Kirk than, than not pay for Christian Kirk. But the point I'm making is the Jaguars are going out and acquiring players. And you can – look, you're right that in two years maybe these contracts don't work out, but at least their team is considerably better. Their 53-man roster is better than it was last year. Who cares? Year. You, what do you – who cares? That's the whole point uh, of the offseason. Not even smart. The whole point is to win the Super Bowl. How does that happen? By, by, hey, Glenn, by great call, man. Keep this coming. By uh, not making your roster The better? whole point is to build a team that wins the Super Bowl, that contends for right. the Super Bowl. It's not about prioritizing making the playoffs this year or winning a, a playoff game I, this I year. It's about building the best roster over time so that you have a continuous chance to win the Super Bowl and I windows get and all that. Like, So, no, like, why would I? Just because it's a dumb move, just so I can make myself slightly better for next year, but hurt myself, likely hurt myself in the future, why would I do that? The, the, the point I'm making is, as much as we want to clown the Jaguars, they added talent to their roster. They have a better... But that doesn't hold mean on, it's well, smart, I know, I know, but I'm saying the moves the Eagles are making, you're right. It could work out. And look, the Eagles are a better run franchise, so I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt over the Jaguars. The point I'm making is, all these moves, like the future picks and all that stuff, eventually they have to turn into 
talent. They're not going to get wins during the regular season of you playoff. Think they're wins. just not never going to pick players. You think they're going to? I'm not saying that, but, but I'm I mean, saying in off season yeah, where pick guys with the it. Eagles have not added a lot of great talent to their roster. The Jaguars have. Up. So who cares? What do you mean? Who cares? You're talking about adding talent to the roster. Yes, the Christian they Kirk overpaid is, for guys. They're going to have bad did. contracts. We, they're going to find themselves in situations for a team that's not good enough. But we also we can't sit here and say the salary cap doesn't really matter, and then also but we, say it they does matter a bit. It does matter. You as a pod are generally. No, you are generally that. I've come the other way on that, especially after the last few years. I do think the salary cap matters, at least to a point. I think it's silly to say it doesn't matter at all. Christian Kirk's overpaid. Christian Kirk's also better than every every receiver Eagles have besides Devontae Smith. So, okay, well, you're right. But we'll see during the regular season what matters more, the cap space or Christian Kirk. Let's go to Ohio and talk to Ben. Ben. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? What's going on, Ben? Hey, as a pod listener, I got to give you a macro here. Yes, I hate to use this word. I hate to use this word. I just feel like Howie and the guys are tanking this season. Yeah. And here's the reason I say that. Kicking the draft picks down the line to next year, not making a commitment to Jalen. I could see him getting two foundational guys, linemen safety instead of somebody flashy. I hate the word tanking. And Hinky came up in a pod a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Am I crazy that we're kicking the can down the line? Because in part, I think that he went to the free agency market and receivers and people went, I don't want to play with Jalen. Well, so, so that's I, part of, were, ben, were they in on crazy. Ridley? How do we really I don't, know? I don't, Is, I don't, that afterwards? No, it's a great point, and it could be one of those things where they're just putting it out there that they were in on these people and were never really close or really going. Exactly, to make, exactly. So, no, Ben, it's a, you're were. absolutely right. It's all reports. It's a really fair point. I don't, I don't think tanking is necessarily the right term, but as I've said, like, I don't think they are looking at this season as their season. I think they are making moves with the future involved more than specifically for just this season, and I'm totally okay with that. Like, that's where they are as a franchise. They should not. Right, but are, are you are you going to be happy if we? Are you going to be happy if we look at Christmas Day of this year and we have four wins? Yeah. Well, of course not, Ben. But first Very of all, I think they're, they're going to be better than that. Personally, I think I think they're going to be better than people think. I think Hurts will improve. I think second year it was Sirianni. Second year with the coaching staff, like I actually and Ben call us more. Really yeah, good call. call. I I actually think they're going to be better than than people are kind of freaking out about. But but again, like. I am fine with them not being great this year. Like, I am okay with that. Yes, to his, to the heart of his question, if the Eagles are bad this year, like, not, like, horrible or whatever. I'm hoping that and I don't expect that to happen. But, like, if they're not much better or markedly better than they were last year, yeah, I'm okay with that because organizationally they're telling me that. The moves they're making is saying, hey, we are not prioritizing this season. So I'm okay with that because guess what? I think that's the smart thing to do. So I agree that they're – that is a way to win and to build, right? Is to collect assets for the future, make good trades in terms of draft value. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But I do think you are also diminishing a little bit the path of just add as much talent as you can and then you have a talented roster and then work itself out. Like, you, like, I don't think that's smart, though. Like, unless you but have. Why is, but why is. But my question because is you when have adding talent. Become like, not the smart thing to do. But like literally on, adding. Come on, that's what I'm saying. You're smart, dude. I, I know. And you I, have to yes. think about the future. You can't just I get pick, that. make a move now because it's what you want to do now, and not think about how it but impacts adding, the future of your roster. Yes, like, but adding talent to your roster also helps. The you future. have to be smart about it. If you're I, yes. in cap problems. You don't have flexibility. You have to say, all right, like yes, this guy is a better player, makes us better now. But is the hit I'm going to take next year? Is that I'm going to take the year after that? Is it worth it? I understand to do, that so part. So it's it's a it's a balance. Like it's not just it's not just 
just talent or no talent. Like, there are a lot of factors that go into decisions. 100%. But I do think you're under undervaluing the talent aspect of the decision. No, I get I'm your point. I want talent on the team. I'm just okay with them saying that, hey, this is probably not the year we're adding all the talent we're going to eventually have when we're really good. Let's go to squeeze one more call near my guy in Ocean City. Chris, what up, pal? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, so uh, I really think it lines up well for us to take a cornerback, and I particularly like McDuffie and Booth. And then I see a lot of people mocking Stingley to the Eagles, and I'm just concerned about that Liz Frank injury. I just haven't heard yeah. people talk much about the rehab. Because isn't, isn't that what Alshon had, and then he like was, was garbage afterwards? Yeah, so I think it's a fair concern to have. Here would be, I guess, say, I would say some things to ease your concern. A, he's considerably younger than Alshon was, which really matters. Uh, B, I think he'll be almost a, almost a full year removed from the injury by the time week one rolls around. I think he suffered it in September, so, you know, give or take a year. And he just had his pro day. He did run a 40. They'll get a chance to medically look at him. So I think it's different than uh, maybe a better example would be Sidney Jones just in terms of taking a corner. Sidney Jones, Jones' injury was, like, Sydney. at his pro day, you know, like – Derek Singley, first of all, I don't think he's going to fall to 15, but I think you can feel way more confident about him health-wise than you could like Alshon or Sidney Jones. Cool. And then I'll, I'll leave you with a final question. So I've seen in a lot of mocks players like N'Kobe Dean, Devin Lloyd fall into the tail end of the first round. Do you think the Eagles would trade up to maybe get that fifth-year control, and what would that cost to move up to 25? Like to go and, uh, Chris, great call, man. Call us more right, often. Great caller. Yeah. Uh, to the I mean, point to of, from, like, for, from the second round, like, yeah. 51 or whatever it is, to go from there up to, like, to like say, 30? Yeah, like, 28 or 30 or somewhere in there. That was probably a third or a second? Probably a no, second. No, no. I, I mean, I, you you're right. You're right. Probably a second. I wouldn't yeah. shock me if it was a first. A, I mean, really? you're talking about moving Se- Yeah, a second. I, a, I didn't mean to say third, but a second. Yeah, a second, I think, maybe. Maybe a second and a fifth or something like that. You're moving a 30 spots, basically. Yeah, it's a fair amount which of is spots. Not 30, yeah. I guess. More like 25 spots. But, uh. I, yeah, I think it would be a high-level pick. Like maybe the 2024 second they acquired or something mm, like that. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Um, this has been a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is crazy drafts in two weeks. It is it's crazy. It's good to get into the like nitty-gritty. Our show next week, we will be previewing like the yes. actual draft week coming up. We'll have all kinds of content. Check it out. Go Birds Pod on Twitter, at Go Birds Pod. Um, thank you to Parks Casino for having us out. Beautiful Parks Casino Sportsbook. So much action here tonight. The TVs are all on there's all kinds of sports on get down here bet on these games the beautiful comfy chairs all kinds of awesome amenities and restaurants and everything here so check out parks you know it is the best uh if you're online right now thank you everyone who called in we literally could not do the show without you if you're on the line now stay tom kelly's the best he's got you covered i'm sure he'll be talking some eagles as well as other stuff as well and thank you to francisco roas doing an outstanding job back at the studio behind the glass and dave breitmeyer on site with us uh we'll be back with you guys next week talking a little draft and uh, of course check out the pods during the week until then he's elliot james thanks for listening to another edition of go birds radio right here on 94 wip